So I'm sorry to tell you this, but we've got kind of a tight budget. So those guys you got over reporting from Afghanistan, they're gonna have to find their own way home. Yeah, they got to hitchhike. They got to hitchhike. We'll talk about that. It's an yep. interesting CBS TV story. Uh, you said it, Keith. It's the story that just keeps on giving. Ed Stoltz is back one more time. And patience has paid off for GMR as they wrestled those guys at RMLC down to the ground. And we'll talk about that, too. So we're back for another edition of Media Insultant. We do this each Tuesday and Thursday. It's kind of our opinions and ideas and comments about what's going on in the media business, from digital to TV to, no, we're not doing cryptocurrency or NFT. Sorry, you'll have to get that somewhere else. I'm Jackson Weaver. Keith Samuels next to me. He's down in Southern California. And we welcome you to this Thursday, February 17th episode of Media Insultant. We don't use the New York Post as a source very often, Keith, but this is kind of a disturbing story, assuming that it's true. Apparently, after a 38-year career with CBS TV News, its top London bureau chief, its bureau editor, bureau chief, has resigned in a huff. He's in a huff because of budget cuts by the new CBS News co-president preventing him. Now, this is where his huff is, is genuinely got some legitimacy. It prevented him from safely evacuating his journalists from Afghanistan last year, according to him. And, you know, we can understand budget cuts, preventing a new jingle package or a set redesign or, you know, a new stylist in the hair division there at CBS. Or a, che- or a cheaper or anchor. a cheaper anchor. We yeah, can certainly hey. understand that. But if this is true, this is really unbelievable. What What are the details on this, Keith? What do you know? Niraj Kem- uh, Kemlani is the is the co-president of CBS Television with Wendy McMahon. Wendy McMahon pretty much oversees the station group and the network and and uh, Kemlani oversees CBS News because he's a news guy. He's been you know we've seen reports like this before where the the you know CBS Television News group the te- you know the television network primarily is just you know been been you know really upset with Kemlani because his drastic budget cuts. I mean, he's he's cutting and slashing. You know, this is the Tiffany network, but he's burning it to the ground in their minds. And over in in London is Andy Clark who's been there for thir- been with the with the C- with CBS News for 38 years. I'm not sure how long he's been in London, but he's he's if you're the London bureau chief for CBS News, you're pretty yeah. much rocking it, okay? You're you're a strong news guy cuz you're covering all of Europe basically from out of there and or certainly most of it. And uh, and he had it. You know, I'm not. Why am I fighting with this guy? I want. I, I need. I need some extra cash to extricate some of my local sources, my local reporters, and I want to save their lives because they're working for an American company, and the Taliban probably doesn't really dig that. So, Kemlani said, "No, no, I'm not going to do it. You know, you're not getting the money. Apparently." So I, you know, this is this probably is the tip of the iceberg about other budget cuts that that Clark had to deal with, and now he can't get the funds to to you know what little money it would have taken to fly these guys out. And um, so he quit. Well, the, he just quit. To be, to said, be I'm clear, out of here. The, the staff was removed. They finally did approve the budget, whether Kem Lani did or someone over his head did. But they did get them out there back safely in Canada now. And CBS, which I find interesting, CBS denies it ever happened. So you've got a 38-year news veteran who's saying one thing and CBS saying, 
Oh, no, there's always money yeah. to do what we need oh, to no. do. Misunderstanding. We were going to take care of that all along. We, yeah, sure. We were no just problem. waiting for the payment from from Amex last month to clear. I think you know the other thing though that that uh, lends a lot of weight to what uh, Peter Clark is saying, or Andy Clark is saying, is that there is so much turmoil at CBS TV right now. The there's a list of people who have left that uh, organization in the last six months that's uh, a yard long. It's kind of a rats abandoning the ship kind of a thing. And that's extraordinary. Now, you and I both understand if you're doing budget cuts, sometimes what you're doing is just trying to get things cleaned out, new new staff in place, new expectations, all of that sort of thing. So, you know, I, mm-hmm. I really can understand that that may be what he's, he's doing. And he realizes there's going to be some carnage and figures that's the price you pay for realigning everything to rebuild a new CBS. Well, and that's what he's trying to do uh, on a lot lower budget. Uh, you know, it's cutting all these expenses. That means he's cutting people primarily and their capabilities. In the meantime, you know, on the on the station operation side of their O&Os, Wendy cleared house. I think she, she she's changed general managers in almost all of the CBS O&O markets uh, to get rid of this toxic, uh, you know, uh, macho, uh, you know, uh, you know, old good old boys club, testosterone driven uh, good old boys club. And so, uh, you know, she's changed all the leadership of the CBS O&O television station. So, you know, uh, Kemlani's doing the news. Uh, McMahon's doing the, uh, the station operations. And, and, uh, and, and by the way, they sold, you know, they've sold all their studios here in L.A. They have the Radford Studios out in the San Fernando Valley where they film a lot of the, you know, the sitcoms and, and, uh, and other, you know, long-form shows. Sold it. Now they'll rent it. Uh, they sold CBS Television City, which is where you know some great game shows and uh, and talk shows are filmed. And you know if you've been to the Prices Right, you know or uh, uh, you know what's uh, Dancing with the Stars, that's a Television City right over on Fairfax. They sold that a couple of years ago, so they're really you know peeling back um, on their assets to try to raise cash. And and uh, well, and that's it, what they've it, done. At least they're being realistic about it, and um, you know they're. The only thing I can say is if Wendy did all of that, I just wonder if she left anybody abandoned in Fresno or anything. You know, it's, you know, just about just about the, the same. As, no, never mind. I won't, I won't say that. <laughs> all right, Ed Stoltz is back. You know, you don't, you, don't, you, don't get, you don't get promoted to Fresno. You get sentenced. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You love, you love Fresno. So Ed Stoltz is Sorry. back one more time. He won this one. Uh, yeah, I know. Oh. That's, that's what put your Put your head in your hands. Okay, this is a long-running soap opera. He's attempted to keep his three stations out of bankruptcy. And just to give everybody a big, quick background, he owned three radio stations. He didn't pay his music rights fees to ASCAP and BMI for what? In some cases, maybe almost 10 years. And they forced him into bankruptcy. And the judge said, okay, you got to sell the stations to pay the music rights that you haven't paid. So... So the judge appointed Larry Patrick, the broker, to operate the three stations and then seek a sale of those three stations to pay off the debts that Ed Stoltz ran up with the music rights people. And as it turns out, with a lot of other people, a lot of tower rental people uh, that haven't been paid. But then it gets really interesting, Jackson, because then he goes to Las Vegas. So Patrick has the deal with VCY, a religious broadcaster. He sold the stations to them for $6 million. But what does Ed do? He pays off right. the debt. He comes up with the money and pays off the debt. 
And basically, the uh, the the court in California is saying, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. That didn't make a lot of sense. But somehow he gets this thing to a Nevada judge, a bankruptcy judge, who issues an emergency joint motion, which forces Patrick as the receiver to turn the stations back to Stoltz. I mean, and, and the truth is, yeah. I don't know enough about law to know what this mess is about. I've been through a couple of, I've worked with a couple of clients in bankruptcies, and I've never seen anything this messy. Although Ed Stoltz is one guy who throws a lawyer at every single thing, no matter what the facts are. And never pays them, but he yes, throws lawyers correct. at them. And, uh, in fact, Larry Patrick, who you mentioned, he was the receiver. Uh, his comment was that yeah. he says this judgment is a last-minute move. Now it'll go back to the California judge, um, Jose. Who's a federal, who's a federal judge, Bernal, Jorge Bernal. 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 And Bernal, yeah. he yeah. thinks, will have a final disposition on this, and he doesn't think it's going to go well for Stoltz. I just don't know where the Nevada judge came in. How did how did that occur? And why was it that in the pleadings, the Nevada judge only got to hear from Stoltz and not from the other side of the story? So it is crazy. It's it crazy. crazy. But that's what Ed does. He makes people crazy. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, I'm sorry for Larry Patrick that he's in this snake pit with these guys. But uh, but if anybody can get out of it and get done with it, yeah, Patrick, it's Larry Patrick is as competent as they come in the business. Although you know, in in this in a in a legal sense, competence isn't always what counts. You know, it's that's true. It's, you know, <laughs> and true. you know, have, you know, God God forbid that you get into the snake pit with guys like like Ed Stoltz. And and at one point in our, all of our careers, we've done that one time or another, and we learned pretty quickly. You know, other people got burned, we'll get burned too. So. Speaking of burning, uh, yep. GMR has been trying for five years to burn the radio business oh. with a new licensing agreement. They finally reached an agreement with the RMLC, the Radio Music Licensing Committee, which had been fighting for GMR because GMR claims they have all of these rights to all of these songs that radio stations are playing, but they won't tell you what songs they have the rights to and what you're paying for. So... You know, it's a, it's a shakedown at, at very best. But they did reach agreement with the RMLC for an unspecified – this is the thing, Keith, is everything's so secret with these guys. <laughs> you know, they, they said, well, okay, everybody has to approve this, or a certain number of people have to approve this agreement with RMLC. So they send out the agreement, okay. and then they say, but we're not going to tell you how many stations have to approve it. But once the right, but once the right number has approved it – then it's it a, done a done deal. deal. But we was don't know that, what the number was. Was that two stations or, or, or right. 2,000 right. stations? And what about the station owner that you that you know? That, that What did he say about his GMR bill? Well, it's bill? interesting. He had a news talk station, uh, and he said his GMR bill for uh, his news talk station was greater than for any of his music stations. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he said, he literally, he said, screw it. He's donating his station to a religious group. He just said, you know, but it's the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm out. And that's the thing about the radio business uh, right uh. now that's so hard is, you know, revenues have been flat for a long time and expenses just keep going up. And, okay, if you're in a you know small, medium market, you know, maybe this is another three to 500 bucks a month. But, you know, it just oh. keeps adding up. And, you know, and then ASCAP and BMI take their slice. It's It just never – it's a great racket. I think we ought to get into it. And then you and then you got to pay those salespeople. Oh, you know, no. I don't know why yeah, you'd geez. want to do that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> All right. A final note, Keith, uh, that I thought was interesting. Okay. Uh, 
I've seen some soft deals in the radio sales business where you know stations are sold for all terms or a 30-year payout or something like that. But I've never seen one as, as soft as this one. This is a station in Oregon uh, down in Salem, KSLM. It's a 1,000 water at 1220, plus they've got a translator, so not a bad signal for serving the Salem market. It was bought by the current GM, who'd been obviously running the station for a while, for $220,000. And no, she didn't buy it with donuts or or home-cooked muffins or Bitcoin. Bitcoin. (laughs) She did buy it with sweat equity. Never seen a sweat equity deal. That's just amazing. Oh, that, that sounds kind of stinky. So basically, you've been working here so long, and I probably haven't been paying you very much. And, and you know what? There you here, go. it's yours. There you go. Thanks for coming. And yeah. it really was sold to the ideal wow. buyer because no one else was buying. So Not, not even, even Delilah? Delilah. Oh, gosh, because I thought she was the queen of Oregon radio. I thought she'd snatch it up. Oh, but it's news talk. She can't do her no, dedication De- show. Delilah's about Reed Sport Radio, and that's what Delilah's about. So... You know, she's brought and okay. done a good job of bringing radio back to Reed Sport. All right. Again, Keith, we've blabbed too much. We're out of time, but it sure has been fun. Yeah. Been a great week. Too. Uh, Media Insultant is a production of In Town Media. We do new shows each Tuesday and Thursday at all the podcasting platforms. Our videos are where, Keith? Uh, well, our, on Vimeo, but you and I share them on our uh, LinkedIn pages and I, on, on Facebook. So if you see us on social media, just hit the, just hit, just play, just click on our uh, on our link, and it'll it'll fire up, and you'll see our handsome faces there giving all the insults that radio and television and digital <laughs> deserve. Um, but it, but if you really are want to get down in the weeds, you can go to Vimeo and search Media Insultant, and you, we're all cataloged right there. The comp- the entire catalog is there. And next week, Keith, uh, we're going to take That's a right. look at Byron Allen's new shiny object that he wants to buy. Ah, ooh, are we teasing a purchase of the well, Denver Well, that may Broncos. be the shiny object he's looking at, so we'll, we'll talk about that. Okay. So till right. then, buddy, you have a good weekend. Uh, thank you, and you as well, Jackson.